Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I would never do that. I bring it for you guys every time, whether you listen or you watch at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We're always presented by DraftKings. It is a Wisdom Wednesday. The wisdom will come from the great Andrew Brandt, who I'm obsessed with his Sunday 7 at this point, by the way. It's amazing. Free, right to my inbox. I don't have to go looking for it or find it. I don't have to pay for it. It's genius. It's awesome. Speaking of genius and awesome, I'm going to announce the latest winners of the Spread the Word winner via social media, sponsor confirmation email winner, and YouTube shout-out winner a little bit later. I don't want to mess around, though. I need the knowledge from Andrew Brandt. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Andrew. Always a lot to discuss. It's funny because when I don't talk to you for a couple weeks, you're not on the show for a couple weeks, it's like I got like 10 things I like to talk to you about. Um, thankfully, your Sunday 7 um, a couple days ago refreshed my memory on some of the things I wanted to get your opinion on. Let's start with the Bills Stadium. This seems to really, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, it seems like it bothers you. Like, it, it, <laughs> like you don't seem happy about it. I'd like, to, I'd like to allow you this platform. We know you, of course, dominate the Business of Sports podcast. But I want I want to hear hear you flesh it out a little bit more. Yeah, Ross. I mean, we've talked a lot in our last conversations about the biggest player contract in NFL history, and that's Deshaun Watson, and that has all the bells and whistles that everyone ever dreamed of negotiating a football contract. Now we have the biggest contract for a team. So again, biggest contract in the history of player contracts recently with Deshaun Watson, biggest contract for a team with stadium construction is the bills. It was the Raiders 750 million a few years ago from a new place, the state of Nevada. And now to keep the bills there, 850 million, 600 million coming from the state of New York, 250 million coming from Erie County, which is basically like getting it from the state of New York. I guess what you're seeing for me is not so much mad about it. It's just that we talk about sports and NFL billionaire owners as if they're these 
these gods and sort of the idol-like uh, worship of these people. And, oh, my God, we've got to give them all this public money because if they don't, they might move somewhere else. And I've just seen it, this playbook so many times. I saw it using L.A., whether it was Jacksonville using L.A., Minnesota using L.A., Indianapolis using L.A., New Orleans using L.A., and now there's no L.A. to use. So I guess I asked this question about the billionaire owners of the Bills, the Pagula family. What was New York so worried about? Were they really worried that the Pagulas would take their football and run and go? And my question is, where are they going to go? They're not going to Toronto. They're not going to St. Louis. They're not going to San Diego. People mention Austin, Texas. I don't think they're going to Austin, Texas, no matter if they got any public money. So I just think that there's a playbook out there that makes some noise about the potential of moving, which if you're seriously looking at the bills, they're not moving. But the governor is giving $850 million to make sure that doesn't happen. It just seems like a lot. And then I'm a negotiator. Like, come on, can't you can't you negotiate like half, like a 1.2 billion stadium? Like give them 600, not 850? Can't the negotiators just give them $400 million? It just seems to me that this was a great win for the Bills, and I'm not sure if uh, they deserve it. A lot of interesting things you said there. Um, the first thing I would say to you is I cannot imagine Western New York without the Bills, and I cannot imagine how devastating that would be if they left. You know, it's but kind of a depressed area. Let me interrupt you. Do you think there was any chance of that? Any chance of that? Very little, but not 0%. Okay. So I, I guess I would say very little, but not 0%. And you mentioned San Diego. You mentioned St. Louis. I don't know, maybe Toronto. I, you know, I, I don't know. My point is, I don't think it's 0%. I think you're right about the negotiating by the state of New York. I think that they could have given them money and had it be less money. Now, it's funny because I took a couple of classes on this in school, and there are very differing opinions as to the amount of value and revenue and tax revenue right. that a pro franchise brings. I've read studies, Andrew, where it's like, they bring hundreds of millions of dollars. And then there's another guy that wrote one that said no. they don't bring a dollar. Like right. those people would spend their money doing something else, which I, I thought was really, really interesting. Yeah. I mean, there are all those studies. I think the weight of those studies, I'm not sure when you were reading them last, are pretty heavily towards they don't bring much at all. You know, <laughs> the stadium people come and they go, you know, unless you're part of a downtown arena, more like basketball, hockey where you're in with restaurants and businesses already established there. But I think you're right. It doesn't bring much. And I think, you know, to put a bow on this, Ross, I'm not mad at the Pagulas. I'm not mad at state of New York. I just think this is a statement on where the value system is in this country. Just what you said. And I lived it for 10 years. Can you imagine Northern Wisconsin without the Packers? Can you imagine Western New York without the Bills? They become small town, cold areas 
that are just like anonymous cities that are out there already. You know, people used to say, what are we without the Packers? We're pick a city, Duluth, you know, nothing against Duluth, but that's what you are. So I get it, but the Pagulas are worth billions of dollars. Did they really need this? And I think my final point, you read it in the newsletter, is at some point, the bills are going to be sold. And by that time, maybe they're worth $5 billion. Guess how much the state of New York gets from that sale? Zero. You know, it seems to me like there'd be some way where I don't know how it works, but okay, the state gives a lot of money, but then over time it gets paid. It's almost like a loan. Yeah. And over time they get a bunch of it back, right? They get 2% of parking or consent, whatever the number is. My understanding is that that's not part of this. I mean, I, I understand it would seem to be that would be part of the deal. But in this case, it's just towards stadium construction. And uh, and by the way, they're putting let's the Pagulas are putting in, I believe, 200 million. And this the league is putting in 200 million through the G4 loan program, which is visiting team ticket revenue, which I know we're also going to talk about. You know, I always think it's interesting about stuff like this. If you knocked on every door in Western New York and you said you had two baseball hats and you had a hat for a new Bill Stadium and you had a hat for teachers or a hat for uh, road infrastructure, where would they put the money? And I, and I just say that, Andrew, because there are a couple of high schools I know of in Pennsylvania in the coal region that... I believe they're the two lowest paid school district for teachers in the entire state and their high school football stadiums are magnificent. Mm. And a buddy of mine went to one of them and I asked about it one time and he said, Ross, if you went around and knocked on every door and said, we need five bucks for the stadium or the teachers, he's like, 99% of the people would put the five bucks in for the stadium, which it, it goes back to your initial point about priorities, right? Yeah. And it's such a great point because I just hosted a conference on name image likeness and we had a, a financial guy talk about donor giving to universities and there are donors right now taking donations away from general school funds that fund academics and putting them into players Think about that, right? And again, it's like going around a bill, a hat for players and a hat for the chemistry department. You know, it's going to be for the players. So I'll say it again: there are don't big donors at major universities that are deciding to pull their donations to the general school fund, the endowment, and give it through NAL to the players. This is what's happening. This is the power of sports. That's our subject tonight. You know why, by the way, Andrew? They get no value out of a better chemistry department. If it goes to the players, they've got 13 to 15 enjoyable Saturday afternoons, you know? And they feel a part of it. Yeah, they it's unreal. It, it really is. You mentioned the G4 from the visiting ticket revenue. Wow, Andrew. I mean... Every time you think it couldn't get worse for Washington, it gets worse. It's unreal. 
Um, I've never seen anything like it. You're, tell us, I mean, do you know about, I, I know you were VP of player finance. Do you know anything about the, the visiting ticket thing? Yeah, I'll try to simplify it for our listeners and I'll do it again. On, I did it on our podcast. I'll talk about my podcast, but um, you don't keep all your revenue for tickets. It's a 60-40 split net. So the home team takes their net off the, off the, off the expenses. So you have expenses putting on a game. Then you take the bucket of revenue from tickets. You take out 60 for you and 40 you give to the fund for the league that's spread among all the teams. So basically the, the league gets 40% after expenses of all tickets, then they ferret it out to the rest of the league. Okay. So AJ Perez of front office sports breaks this story a couple of weeks ago that the Washington team is fudging that they're not giving the full 40% to the league to spread among the owners. And you're like, what? He's like, I got evidence. I bring him on the podcast. He has got sources who were named by other publications. The guy, I won't give his name out here, who really told on the Redskins was highly involved with their accounting. I'm sorry, the, the commanders. And now they face another problem. Now, I know people are jumping to the conclusion like, oh, this will get the, the, the league to take away the franchise from Daniel Snyder. Let's not go there yet. This has to be investigated. This has to be looked at. It's going to be a long time. But the Congressional Oversight Committee that's looking into sexual harassment and toxic workplace has added this to their resume of looking at what's going on with the Washington football team, now the commanders. So, yes, more bad news for Commander Daniel Snyder. Wow. I mean, Andrew, if, if they have evidence of that, he's got to be gone, right? Yeah, again. If it's one game, one season, I don't know. I mean, if it's this, if it's an endemic pattern over years, of course, yeah. Speaking of endemic patterns over years, it feels like Howie Roseman and the Eagles consistently do very well when they make trades. And it also feels like the Saints are perpetually in win-now mode, whether it's their cap moves or whether it's, trades that they make i gotta be honest with you andrew and this is not my eagles colored glasses doing work for them yeah i, I struggle with this one from the saints perspective it, it's a real head scratcher for me well this trade <clears throat> let's discount the future picks and some and i don't know if it amounts to an equal trade but say a next year's one is like a two and like a next year's uh, the, the following year's two is like a three. So they basically, the Eagles get two threes and a two. Two threes and a two to move out a, a one? Yes. Okay. That, yeah, by I mean, the way, <laughs> I think is very flawed. I think you should only look at it that way if you're like on the hot seat. Although I think the Eagles have discovered um, – I don't want to call it Moneyball, but yeah, everybody always just says that, Andrew. And yeah. that's the way well, it was when you were in the league. A, a, few, a pick the next year is worth a round less. Says who? <laughs> like, if I, I would I would get some owner to give me a 10-year deal as a GM, and I would do that for three years. I would just stockpile so many. Like, if you can really discount it like that, then fine, let's do it. I've talked about Howie before. He's uh, I, I admit to some bias. I've known him a long time, and he's a neighbor in suburban Philadelphia. But 
he has a way of negotiating trades as well as anyone. And this is the negotiating background of GMs. I talk about this a lot with you, Ross. Most GMs are from scouting backgrounds. They're not from cap contract negotiating backgrounds. That may be deficient at sometimes when you're drafting players, but it is certainly an advantage in trade negotiations and contract negotiations. And the Eagles get good contracts. Um, so here we are. They get this package from the Saints, which looks to be lopsided for the Eagles. So the Eagles now have two ones this year, two ones next year. Um, and that's a lot to work with. And then all these twos and threes, like you just said, the Saints, again, the Saints, I've criticized their cap management for years. It always seems like they're just playing for now. And people would say, well, they still continue to win. Well, without Drew Brees, they're not winning, although they're counting a lot for Drew Brees on their on their cap. Two things about this trade, Ross. Number one, I got to think the Saints have a second trade. In other words, they're going to take these two picks and get to pick a number, seven, eight, nine, ten, five, and pick a quarterback. Like that deal is made with another team. If our guy is there, we're giving you whatever, whatever they have now, 15, 18, or whatever it is, for number X. I just think there's another trade in place. The other thing in the Eagles is, and you would know this better than I do, but it just seems like now we have not one, not two, but a three-year tryout for Jalen Hurts. I mean, they're kind of saying, yeah, we love Jalen, we love Jalen, because they could, I guess they couldn't get Russell Wilson or, you know, but now it seems like, okay, another year where it's it's really like a tryout, which, you know, he's not going to complain about it, but it just seems like, are they committed really, or are they not committed? We just don't know. Last two things, Andrew. I know you're going to touch on this on business and sports as well. Baseball is so interesting to me. You know, they're so opposed. The players are so opposed to a cap, which I guess benefits them for the high-end guys and the Phillies and the Red Sox and the Yankees. But some of these teams, like the Pirates and the A's, let's call them what they are. They're, they're minor league baseball teams. Yeah, this is my number one item this week in my newsletter. We're at $33 million. I saw that from a report by The Athletic. That's the payroll for the A's. Unbelievable. Shocking. $33 million. And, of course, Max Scherzer, Mike Trout, they make more than that by themselves. But even more than that is they're competing against teams paying $280, $300 million in payroll. Same league. It's not relegation. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, how is this happening? Same league. <laughs> it's happening because of uh, no cap. And I explain it. People still don't know this. And I'll just say it here. A cap has a ceiling. Everyone knows that. But a cap has a floor. So a floor means in, in the NFL, I think it's like 84% of cap has to be spent. So it's not like you can get away with this in other sports. If there was a cap league for baseball, say at $150 million, you'd have to spend like $125 million, not $33 million. So the other thing is the A's owners, they're just put in their pocket. You know, now I know they want to build a stadium and, and they need money for that. But like, come on. Uh, I think, Ross, the Don Fear, who is one of the great uh, union leaders, had this feeling like free market, free market, free market. And he would rather deal with this than have a cap. And that's always been baseball's 
So let the Yankees and Mets and, and Red Sox just spend away and we'll deal with the A's and Pirates. That I don't know. When you see 33 million payroll in 2022, and by the way, that was their payroll. What was the year? It was like 30 years ago. That was their payroll. So it was amazing. Yeah. All right. So, Andrew, last thing. You are the coolest acting and looking and healthiest person over 60 years of age that I'm aware of. And I've said this on the show before that I didn't realize you were taking athletic greens until you told me about it. So yeah. you tell the list. I keep telling them Andrew takes athletic greens. Can you just confirm that? <laughs> I heard it on podcast years ago. I listened to a guy. Um, what was it? Tim Ferriss, probably. He was talking about AG1 and I took it and it's like, great. Because as healthy as I am, I don't get my greens as often as I should. So I just down that every morning. It's part of my routine when I wake up before I have my green tea, <laughs> more green. I throw down some AG1, Athletic Greens. It tastes great, and I just enjoy it. I'm glad they're sponsoring you and me. It really fits my lifestyle, and it's so quick and easy. Just throw it in the water, stir it up, and down it every morning. Tastes good. Have it with your breakfast. Have it with whatever you eat in the morning. I, I love it. And I love it because that was basically my read. I got to finish it after I let you go. I'll do it in the last 10 seconds, but that was perfect. Check him out on social media, at Andrew Brandt. I don't know why everyone and anyone wouldn't listen to the Business of Sports podcast. The Sunday 7 is incredible. Um, it's, it's, it's Sunday reading for me every week. I get the email. I click on it. It's so nice to have it. And this is the way of the world now. These, uh, maybe I should do a newsletter because it's so nice to have it and know it's coming. Andrew, you're the man. Thank you so much. Always great, Ross. See ya. We talked about Athletic Greens. Here's the deal. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Ross. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Ross to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance love me some athletic greens love me some andrew brandt when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply takes. All right, so here's the deal. We are recording this early this week because of our travel schedules. So no Tux takes. We will have new Tux takes on Friday's show. So if there's any big news that happens, I will do a uh, Ross rapid reaction for social media at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, or even on YouTube. I'll do a, a triple R, Ross Rapid Reaction, I'm going to call it. It's not a triple X video, it's a triple R video. If anything big happens, 
um, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, really just Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, I guess. So I will say this though, I promise you guys some winners. So let's give out some winners before we get to a couple of email questions. You know what? Been a while, Mike Singletary. I want winners. I want people that want to win. So it means a great deal to us, those of you that spread the word anyway. You know, you spread the word just word of mouth to friends and family when you're around them, emails, you talk to people, just say, hey, that's, I love listening to Ross Tucker. I love his show. It's 30 minutes or less. It's all I need to make sure I know what's going on with the NFL. His guests are smart. Guys like Albert Breer, Andrew Brandt, Greg Cosell, I always feel like I learned something. That's awesome. Or you can spread the word via social media like Doug Blom on Facebook, B-L-O-H-M. Let me know, Doug, what you'd like in terms of a signed picture, a signed football card, maybe even a signed press pass. I got a bunch of awesome ones still. How about this one from the broadcast boot camp? I love it that I just got back from last week. That boot camp one is cool. And then, of course, UConn, Houston, a bunch of Army ones, a bunch of UConn ones for people that like that. I've got a Raiders one, University of Buffalo, Nevada, Eagles season pass. I still have one of those. Louisville, um, more UConn, Ravens, Browns, Army, Navy, some playoff games. How about the wild card, Rams, Cardinals? How about the Bucks? Brady's last game ever until he came back gosh i should have gotten rid of that one earlier you guys would have been excited about it so anyway doug you're the spread the word winner via social media thank you very much let me know which one you want sponsor confirmation email winner is bob minster he got a story at myfrontpagestory.com greatest mother's day gift ever it's not even close kudos to you bob myfrontpagestory.com and the youtube shout out which is a Cameo-style video that people actually pay for. You get it for free. All you have to do is hit the thumbs up at YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and then comment on any video. I see it, and I notice when it's somebody new, and then, bam, you are all set. You will get a Cameo-style video for whoever you would like it for, which is awesome. Let's get to an email, Brett. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address is ross at rostucker.com. You know that if you take advantage of any of our sponsors, send me the email, ross at rostucker.com, and I guarantee to read and respond to your question on the show, which I absolutely love to do. What do you got, Brian? Today's question from Tommy Wang. Uh, Ross, love your show. Do you think Jerry Jones has created too soft of a culture for the Cowboys to make a deep playoff run? I once had uh, a former player tell me as much, said that Jerry wants everyone to be comfortable and confident and that he does everything he can to make their environment super nice. And they've had plenty of good, talented teams that have lacked grit and underachieved in the playoffs, and he ran Jimmy and Parcells out while they were trying to grind their squads. It seems... Like too much coddling or good cop stuff going on down there. What are your thoughts? Interesting, Tommy. Um, I would say a couple things. Number one, I think there probably is a little truth to that. Uh, you know, having been there, I think there is a little bit of truth to that. 
that they don't want it to be a, a rough environment. They don't want it to be, they don't like negative reinforcement. They don't like negativity. They like positivity. So I think there's some truth to that, Tommy. But the two things that jump out to me right now, and we detailed this after their playoff loss, just the disgusting lack of accountability. Mike McCarthy complaining about the refs. Dak Prescott giving kudos to the fans for throwing something at the refs. I think that in general, there is a lack of accountability with that franchise. And I think that that's the number one biggest reason why they have underachieved. I also think they've made some poor choices. You know, I mean, the contract for Zeke was not a good decision. I don't think the trade for Amari Cooper was very good. You know, you trade him for a first-round pick and then you give him up for a – you sign him to a big contract and you give him up for like a fifth-round pick? I mean, what is that? Lyle Collins? I, I just – I don't think they do a very good job. They've had talent. I think they've messed up waiting as long as they did to give Dak the contract. I think they've messed up with a lot of trades and a lot of contracts, and it's put them in a bad spot. Good question, Tommy. I appreciate that very much. Love that question. Love Pizza Boy Brewing. Love Sportaculture. HumanHeadNYC.com. SteakhouseSports.com. Go-Bangles.com and Evergreen Economics. They are all, I think we're done here, members of Patreon.com slash RT Media. Love getting new patrons. Would love if somebody signed up. Feels like it's been a couple weeks since we got a new patron. Patreon.com slash RT Media so you can be part of our awesome private Slack channel, which we love. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.